1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the 66 to 87 podcast. I am Tom Reed uh, joined as always by Dave Molinari. It's an all-star break edition of the podcast. We'll get into the all-star game and all-star games in general a little bit later. Uh, Hope wherever you're listening that you're safe. Uh, Winter storms pretty nasty uh across the country this year and, and or this time this week and hope everyone there is good uh Dave uh when you do reach the all-star break it's a natural break point to kind of take a take a breath and assess where the team that you're covering is the penguins 27 11 and 8 uh just two points out of first place in the Metro division but uh carolina with four games in hand uh the Rangers just right above Carolina, but they've they've played one game more than the Penguins. Uh all in all, I think through the first part of this season with all the losses they've had, man games, um, a pretty decent spot, uh, considering uh what we were a lot of people feared at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I,
0: I think if uh the penguins had uh, been offered their current place in the standings going into the season and knowing all of the adversity they would face to this point, I think they would have taken it. Um, they obviously can't be real happy about not winning any of their final four games, you know, since all of them were at home, but, you know, in total, I, I, I think they have to be uh, pretty happy with where they are right
1: now. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, you know, again, when you, three of the I think three of the losses were in you were were after regulation correct if correct right wrong, yeah, yeah they did they got points out of from three of the right points. and I I you know I thought they played really well the other night for long stretches against Washington um I mean they they had at one point were doubling up the capitals and shots uh so I, I'm not I'm not worried about that. It's just a blip. Every team goes through funks through the course of the season. I think they'll be okay. They get some get a break and come back. Uh, but Dave, you had a nice piece um, the other day on DK Pittsburgh Sports, kind of an out an analysis on who's done what for the Penguins this season. And uh, here in our first segment, I just want to kind of run through some of these names and just rapid fire. We'll bat them back and forth. Uh, uh, just your thoughts on the individual forwards defensemen and goaltenders uh start right at the top uh, alphabetically. Anthony Angelo, your your thoughts on on kind of what he's done in in limited time this year?
0: Um I mean he he's I think shown that that he can be effective, you know, at this level when when he's called up. Uh he hasn't done anything uh to take a job away from anybody at this level, but you know, he he at this point of his career is a uh a good depth guy to have in your organization.
1: Here's a guy that's been a, a little bit of a mystery this year in Zach Aston Reese, a uh, strong penalty killer, as you mentioned, always willing to throw the body around, but the goals have not been there this year, Dave. Uh, you know, you think back the last couple of years, he's, he's been, a he's, he's put in some goals. Uh, what have you seen in his game this year?
0: Well, I mean, he, he, as as you say, he's willing to play the body he's the, their leader in hits uh he's a very good penalty killer he plays well defensively uh you know his inability to score goals is a bit surprising i mean it's not that you expect him to score uh like a guy on you know a top six role would but i i believe he has one goal in 38 games and know even for somebody playing on a third or fourth line that that's really not enough and i i'm not sure why it's such an issue for him i don't mm-hmm. see him as a prolific goal scorer but he he was you know at the uh, at the end of his college career so you know he does have some hands but we really haven't seen much of them uh at this level
1: yeah uh strange uh teddy bluger uh Obviously I thought I was having a nice season until we talked about this last week, getting cheap shotted, um, uh, and going to be miss significant time with a broken jaw. Um, uh, just to me, he's just continues to get gradually better, never going to be a star, but he gradually better player.
0: Yeah. I mean, I thought he, uh, he showed his value to them, you know, uh, before he was hurt and, uh maybe, um, uh, demonstrated it even more since he's been out because yep. his absence has been really noticeable uh he's a, a really good bottom six center uh very effective penalty killer and you know he's he's added a little bit of offense to his game and his career trajectory is definitely still on, on the rise so i i've been very impressed by him
1: uh, Dave, I think both of you and I agreed when they when they when they signed uh, Boyle, Brian Boyle to a tryout contract that I think we both felt that there was a good chance he would make the team. I think he's 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 been a nice addition. Uh, always kind of brings a steadying presence. Not going to score a lot of goals. I, I think he's been a, a very capable player for them.
0: Yeah, I, he's he's exceeded my expectations. I really didn't think he going into camp that he was any more than 50 50 to make it just because he hadn't played last season. And, you know, he's uh, been around uh, for an awfully long time, but he's turned out to be a, a pretty nice, you know, uh, piece in, in a supporting role. You know, he's a, uh, he's a fourth liner, but you know, if you're not going to use him in the middle, you can put him on the wing. He's proven that he can, uh, can be reasonably effective there. So you know, he, I I think he's turned out to be a very nice addition.
1: Last week, you were we were talking about Jeff Carter's contract, and and the one thing that you had mentioned as far as a risk is anytime you get up <laughs> in an age of thirty seven years old, uh, you never know when that that decline is going to start. I, now I don't want to. This is not an alarmist. He does, he's got one goal in his last eleven games. Still, overall, I th- I think he's had a nice season, especially early in the early in the year. Uh, when Crosby and Malkin were out.
0: Oh yeah, he has. Um, it's probably coincidental that uh, he's been less visible since signing that contract, but you know, as <laughs> as we mentioned, there's a, you know, there's an element of risk in uh, making a commitment to an older player. We'll see how he does after the uh, the all-star break. You know, there's always a chance that that guys are playing with an injury that's undisclosed and, you know, not serious enough to keep them out of the lineup, but that, that is affecting their um, the level of their performance. So, you know, we'll see, I'm, you know, it's uh, there was definitely a, a gamble though, in, uh, in, in making that commitment to Carter.
1: Uh, Crosby, uh, uh, I I think that he, you know, about to hit a milestone here with 500 goals. Uh, we all kind of thought after a while he would start to play better and, and, to me, he looks like he's he's getting close to to, to Pete Crosby at least at, at his age.
0: Yeah, I thought for a while they were going to waive him, but <laughs> apparently, apparently that's off the board now, and they will keep him around for a bit longer.
1: It is it is a little interesting with Jake Gensel. And when we're talking about Crosby and Malkin, and obviously they are the two uh, the longtime stars of the team. And, and, you throw a tang in there but a guy like Jake Ensel who I now, I believe is now on his way to, to the um all-star game has really kind of become the guy has and he? he's he's become you know he's the he's that that next that push of that next really good group of players on this team younger guy and he's to me going to be one of the and he's probably already there leaders of this team the way he plays. Yeah, I don't know that he'll be the guy
0: as as long as Crosby is around. But he's he's definitely the face of the the next generation of of Penguins players. Um, you know, he the, just about everything about him is impressive. You know, not only his skills, but what really strikes me is is his fearlessness. He's not a big guy by any means, but he plays like he is. Um, he has no reservations about going into the high traffic areas. And if that means he's going to, uh, you know, have to take, take a hit, uh, you know, f- uh, in exchange for getting a scoring chance that, you know, that's something he doesn't balk at doing It's He's, uh, he's,
1: he's, he's just a very impressive package. Um, Denton Heinen, quickly, just you're just uh, obviously a really good start to this season. Uh, where 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 are you with him?
0: Um, I'm the jury's still kind of out on him. Um, you know, he's uh, he's run hot and cold, uh, especially cold uh, right before he got he got hurt uh, a short time ago. Um, he's a guy who's capable of of giving them some of the secondary scoring that they. Uh, need so badly uh, you know whether he'll actually produce that or not i guess we'll have to wait and
1: see all right all right stick around here on the 66 to 87 podcast we're going to continue uh, looking at the players uh, referring back to dave's analysis uh, this week in on dk pittsburgh sports so uh, stay with us if you will thank you Seven podcast. Uh gonna continue on here uh with our uh, player-by-player analysis uh of, of the team of the Penguins before the all-star break. Uh Dave, I think we 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 left off with uh Danton Hein. now I want to get to one one of the players who is, I think you and I both, or I talked about him as maybe being an X Factor at the start of this season. Uh boy, it has not worked that well for Kasperi Kaplan. Um uh, What do you think the level of concern uh, right now with management and coaching staff is with this guy?
0: I think it should be pretty high. Um, I agreed with you that I, that I thought he, uh, you know, he would be an X factor. And frankly, if you would have told me that he would have the kind of season that he has to this point, I would have thought that they as a team would be in a lot worse shape than they are. Uh, He's been a major disappointment. Uh, and I, I'm really concerned that he so rarely attacks. He's, he's so willing to, to peel away once he gets into the offensive zone that I find that really troubling. Uh, I mean, there's no question. The guy can skate, the guy can shoot, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of, uh, to like about his game, but he's, he's just not putting it forth on a regular basis.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Evgeny Malkin, bounced back pretty well, didn't he, Uh, he, from that knee injury?
0: (laughs) No question, and I expect him to get better. Um, And I think it's far more significant that he expects himself to get better. He uh, was very public about that recently, that he thinks he can do more. And uh, if
1: so, that will certainly make them uh, a far more formidable group. And I think with the, you know, you, you don't want to sit out almost half the season. But for a player his age, uh, it may benefit it may benefit him uh, as they head toward the playoffs of of only having a half season kind of under his belt. Don't you think?
0: Oh, it certainly could. Uh, you know, that's a lot of wear and tear that he wasn't subjected to. Although I think that rehabbing from major knee surgery can probably be pretty grueling too. But you know, nobody was hitting him while he was exactly. going through that process. So, um, yeah, I mean, it could work to, to his benefit. I, I you know, won't say that with absolute certainty until we see him in the playoffs, but, uh, it seems like a, uh, a possibility at least.
1: A guy you and I have talked a lot about, especially last week, Brock McGinn. Uh, I've just been, I liked him in Carolina and to me, he stepped right in and played very well, uh, as kind of a Brandon Tanev, uh, replacement, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think it's not just so to speak. I think he really was brought in, uh, specifically to, to replace Tanev, um, as we've discussed previously, he he's not a Brandon Tanev clone, but he does fill, you know, that, that same bottom six niche, uh, penalty killer mm-hmm. and all that. He he's, um, Shown some pretty good offensive ability. Um, there's re- real, I really can't come up with any uh,
1: significant criticism of, of what he's had to offer. So. I, I'm, I'm going right on the limb. I'm going right out on the limb, Dave. We're recording this on February 3rd. I think Brock McGinn scores a couple of big playoff goals for this team uh, in, in the spring. Now, how how long that goes on. I just think he's going to, sc- he just strikes me as the type of guy uh, that could make a difference in the playoffs. Drew O'Connor, uh I think we like the size, the, the body, uh, your, your thoughts on, on, on where this guy is in his development.
0: Oh, I, th- I think his,
1: you know, his development is, you know, still in,
0: in the relatively early stages. You know, he's, this is just his second pro season. Um, I think if it weren't for the fact that he could be sent to Wilkesbury without having to go through waivers I think he would have been you know on the NHL roster the entire season I think there's a there's a lot of potential here I, I like the way he has adapted uh, uh, to playing at center after you know being a wing previously he's adjusted very well uh, I think uh, you know there's he's proven to be a a very nice addition for, for this team. you know, as a, with all of the uh, early round draft choices that they've traded away over the years, you know, adding free agents like Drew O'Connor is, is critical and uh,
1: he's uh, he's filled that bill very nicely for them. Uh, Evan Rodriguez. We talked about that. We've talked about this. uh, You had to think at some point, there was going to be a dip in production just because (laughs) very rarely do guys start out that hot uh, uh, in a season after so many years in the league where they've not produced Uh, is with him. I think he does enough away from the puck and some of his other parts of his game that if he's not contributing with a lot of goals, the way he did early in the year, uh, I still think it's okay. Oh yeah.
0: I mean, you, you want to get some offense from him. He's one of the guys who's, who's capable of, of contributing some of that secondary scoring that we mentioned earlier, but you know, he, he's not going to routinely pile up points the way he did there for a while when, you know, he was making a run, you know, at the league MVP, uh, but he's, he's a good guy to have around. He he's, has a proven ability to play all three forward positions. You can use him up and down the lineup. Um, and he will, uh, I, th- I think he's been shut out in uh, 12 of his past 13 games, something like that. He will start to uh, chip in points a, a little more often than that as, as things get going again.
1: You know who's a happy man these days? Brian Rust's agent. Uh, Brian Russ agents probably going to make a little money off Brian Russ's next contract. And I think we can stop talking about him as a self-made player. He's are, he's made now. Uh, this is a good NHL player. Uh, one of the, one of the three stars of the month in January and Dave, he just keeps getting better.
0: He does. And, you know, as an unrestricted uh, free agent this summer, uh, I expect him to attract some serious attention if, if the Penguins haven't re-signed him by then. And, you know, with their salary cap situation, unless they have some grand scheme to move an awful lot of pieces around, it's pretty hard to believe that he would, uh, you know, be returning here unless his ties to this franchise are, are that strong. Um and, you know, while I think he uh, certainly does enjoy playing here, I think he knows that he's in a real good position professionally, you know, playing on a line with with uh, Crosby and Gensel. You know, the the chance to set yourself up for life, you know, with, with a big contract
1: is is probably going to be too great a temptation to resist. Interesting. Uh, of course, some of, may also depend on – on what uh, what happens with with a couple of the other players uh, who are going to be free agents? Uh, let's move along. Dominic Simone. You know, I, I hate this
0: expression, but he is what he is. You know, he he's a bottom six guy. If if you don't count on him to score, which you know the Penguins have in the past cast him in a a top six role that you know he's just not suited for you know then then he can be a a worthwhile piece to have around he he does a lot of things fairly well just you know scoring goals isn't on the list uh jason zucker uh it's (laughs) i really feel for the guy after you know struggling uh with apparently with a uh a core muscle issue that we didn't know about until he underwent surgery. But after uh, you know dealing with that, uh, that probably had some impact on his uh, inability to score goals with a regular basis. He, he finally <laughs> scores two goals in his hometown of Las Vegas. And that's the last game he plays before undergoing surgery to deal with that core muscle issue. Uh, he has never, been the offensive force that the penguins were hoping he would be when they acquired him from Minnesota. Uh, you know, whether you know, having that uh, that operation will allow him to get back to the form he had when he scored 33 goals with the Wild, you know, remains to be seen. But, you know, wh- whatever shortcomings he might have, none of them uh, are are rooted in a lack of effort because he he goes hard and goes all out every time he goes over the boards.
1: To finish up this segment with Zahorna, uh, you were uh, it was a, a pretty bright uh, synopsis uh, analysis here. You, you like this guy. You, you you think that there's some potential there.
0: Oh, absolutely. I I don't think it's a given, and you never know when a young player is going to plateau. Uh, but when you consider this is just his second season in in North America. Um, and, you know, he had to adapt not only to hockey here, but to the culture. Um, I think he's, he's gotten reasonably comfortable. Uh, he's got good size. He's shown some skill. You know, there, there's a a lot to like about this guy. I, whether he can develop into a difference maker remains to be seen, but there, I don't think there's any question that he can
1: take a regular shift, uh, in the NHL. All right, when we come back, we'll uh, finish up our uh, all-star break uh, roundup uh, with the individual players, with the defensemen and the goaltenders. Stick with us here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Back to the sixty-six to eighty-seven podcast. Before we uh, finish up our our look, individual looks at the players, uh, defensemen, and uh, the goaltenders. Dave, I want to ask you something about what uh, a a nugget you had that appeared in uh, the Friday Insider on DK Pittsburgh Sports. I think you talked to Ron Hextall about something that you and I have talked about in the past about his thoughts on whether his defense the net presence defensively is strong enough. And what did Hextall have to say?
0: Um, Well, he he pointed out the obvious that, you know, the game has evolved. You know, defensemen no longer can clear the front of the net by, you know, breaking their stick across the back of an opponent, you know, with a cross check Um, that, you know, it's uh, – more of you know uh, involves positioning and you know tying up the opponent's stick and that sort of thing uh, and he, he really didn't seem to feel that there was uh, uh, a necessity to add any any muscle to uh, to the defense uh, before the trade deadline uh, you know as I say it's not you can't you can't just clear the net front with brute force anymore, but but I was a little surprised that uh, that isn't something that they, they apparently will uh, prioritize uh, as the deadline
1: closes in. I agree with you, and I will go as far as to say this, in watching the game in the last two or three weeks, I've started to see those calls that were automatic in October and November start to dwindle. Just, just telling, just giving you a warning right now. I've started to see a lot of cross checks in front of the net that were called earlier in the year that are not being called anymore. All right, let's quickly. Defenseman Brian Dumoulin, Uh your your thoughts on 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 the, his first half this year?
0: uh I I don't think it's it's been his you know his best on on a regular basis, but I still think he's an extremely important member of that defense. Because his style allows Chris Letang to be Chris Letang, you know. Uh, Letang hasn't been taking as many um, high risk chances this year as he has at times in the past, but he still does have the option to uh, to get involved in the offense when he thinks it's prudent,
1: because he knows that that Dumoulin will be there to cover for him. Uh, one of the one of the toughest spots, I think, for any position in, in, in hockey he is the guy that, that occupies the number seven defenseman. You never know when you're going to play. Uh, and it's rarely for long stretches, your thoughts on, on Mark Friedman and how he's handled that.
0: Uh, it, it,
1: he seems to have uh,
0: done it, you know, reasonably well. Uh, we haven't seen him play enough to, uh, to really be able to assess his on ice performance, you know, in, to any great extent, um, simply because, you know, the, the Penguins defense core has remained incredibly healthy. You know, it's, it's been many weeks since, uh, they didn't dress somebody from, from the top three pairs because of an injury or illness. Although it seemed, uh, you know, in their final game before the break against Washington, like they might be without both Dumoulin and Rue Weedle, uh, but both of them were able to play. And so, you know, it was
1: uh, another night in street clothes for Mark Friedman. Uh, Tantalizing start to his NHL career, P.O. Joseph. And ever since then just hasn't played a lot. Hasn't, you know, obviously in the American hockey league, there's nothing wrong with marinating in the top uh, minor league in hockey. Uh, What what are your thoughts on where his development is?
0: Uh, I mean, it's hard to say because, you know, we've, seen him so you know i think he has
1: one cameo
0: in the nhl this season and you know he's by all accounts he's doing very well in the american league but that's obviously a you know a whole other world than the nhl but you know i i think there's a a lot to like about his tools Uh, and as you noted uh, young players especially young defensemen aren't going to suffer from, from spending uh, a little extra time in, in the American league. I, I consider defense the toughest position to, to play in the NHL. So the more uh, training you can get for, for filling a job there, I I think the better.
1: No question. Uh, We talked earlier about guys who are UFAs. We were talking about Brian Rust, who's had a terrific season. I think we both agree. Crystal Tangs had a really good season. Um, you, you feel like it's he's going to continue to play the way he has this year. He obviously, had a, a rough giveaway in the game the other night against Washington. Uh, but I thought, I thought Tangs had a really nice season for them.
0: He has. I, I mean, I whether he will, you know, resume playing at that level after the All Star break. I can't begin to say, but I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be able to. Um, I've been very impressed with his decision making for for most of the season. Uh, you know, the the most striking thing about that terrible giveaway that he had the other night that led to uh, the shorthanded goal for the Capitals was that you know it, it stood out because it, it's happened so infrequently this season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, ha- he's having a very good year. And, you know, if, uh, he decides to put himself on, on the open market this, uh, this summer, I suspect, uh, there will be some pretty attractive offers coming his way.
1: If you, if you looked into your crystal ball, I mean, what, what are the odds of you think he he's back here with the Penguins next year?
0: I think it's a little better than 50, 50. I think he likes being here. Um, you know, I, I think he likes the team. It's, you know, it's the only organization he he's ever been in. Uh, and, you know, he's uh, made some pretty nice money over the years. But if somebody comes along with a uh, an offer that blows him away, you know, who knows? And his, his longtime agent just became the, the GM <laughs> in, in his hometown of Montreal. So you have to wonder whether that will uh, add a wrinkle to the negotiations.
1: Oh, the hot stove's getting warm. Uh, you know, you just mentioned about defensemen, and it's one of the, the the most difficult positions as far as it takes time. And I also think it's a position, Dave, where you see guys come in, and this is weird. It sounds like it's contradictory about what we're going to say, but I think you're going to understand what I'm, where I'm going. Guys can come in and have really good rookie seasons, and then their second year, and this is especially on defense, kind of – Seem to regress and I think that's what's kind of what happened with John Marino now in his third year up where is he where you know we've seen the real highs of John Marino as a rookie uh, a kind of a a regression in his second year where is he right now?
0: I think he's headed back uh, to where he was in his rookie season and I I think eventually uh, I don't wouldn't want to have to put a time frame on it, but I think eventually he he will surpass that level just because he will still have the same abilities that he had in in his first season, and uh, he'll have had the benefit of the experiences that he will have uh, have gained along the way. Yeah, you know, I I can't uh, I don't believe in jinxes, and so I won't say what he went through was the a sophomore jinx, but as you noted, there are plenty of guys who, for whatever reason, Lots struggle in that, in that second season. And, uh, you know, uh, I think, um, Reno would readily acknowledge
1: that, that he is on that list. Uh, Mike Matheson kind of keeps both teams in the game. A lot of times I still think he's, he's been decent this year. What's been your take on him?
0: I think he's, he's been a positive. I, I think he's really benefited from uh, the tutelage of Todd Reardon, um, you know, he, he's never going to be Rod Langway or Scott Stevens or someone like that. But, uh, you know, those guys couldn't uh, couldn't skate like him either. He, you know, he, his speed adds a dimension to the offense. And, you know, he, he's getting better in his own end. He still has an awful long way to go. But he is—he is improving, and you know, there, there's no reason to uh, to think that the, that progress will will stop. Uh, you know, how you know, just how solid of a, a two-way defenseman he can become is a, is an open question. But you know, I think he he's proven that the, that the gamble that Jim Rutherford took in, in trading for him was worthwhile.
1: Uh, your your thoughts on on Pedersen? uh, it seems to be having a better season this year. Uh, yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty nice year. I don't want to say a comeback year, but he certainly, uh, seems to have kind of feel, it looks a lot more comfortable to me, uh, in his overall game.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, there, there's a synergy with Marino, you know, they, they've played together a lot and, and they formed a, uh, a pretty good partnership, uh, complementary games, uh, you know, there there's not a whole lot spectacular about about Petterson's style, but you know, he's he's solid and I, I think he's uh he's a better
1: player than, than some people give him credit for. Ridon Ricola. Give me give me your thoughts on those two. Where 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 they are.
0: Uh Ricola, well, where he is is uh Wilkesbury, as is uh, so often the case. Um, I, I think it's pretty clear that you know the Penguins don't think terribly highly of him. I'll be surprised if he has a long-term future with the organization. Um, Tad or Chad Ruedel, um, you know, ha- has made that step up from uh, from the Friedman role as the number seven defenseman and, and is proven to be a capable. You know, third pairing guy uh, alongside uh, Mike Matheson, uh, another guy who, who doesn't do much spectacular, but is uh, you know, is pretty solid.
1: Uh, is Casey the Smith going to be the backup goaltender on this team after the trade deadline?
0: Uh I you know if they're in a position where changing the backup goaltender is their top priority, then, you know, at the deadline, then they're in pretty good shape. Um, Because I think if, if Tristan Jari is not the guy in the, in the playoffs for them, then, you know, pretty much everything else is moot. Uh, There's no question that the Smith has had a very disappointing season and that uh, Louis Domingue was very impressive in his one appearance (laughs) at at this level. Um, But I don't think the Penguins are are ready to write off to Smith just yet. He does have a track record of of playing pretty well for them. Uh, And, you know, Domingue couldn't improve much on uh, on the the game he played, but it it was just one game. So I, I don't know that you'd want to make a major... Personnel decision based on such a small sample size,
1: and I think uh, going back to Desmith in the in the number two role for a second, um, because of the Penguins where they are in the, in the in the playoff race, and I again I think they're in the playoffs. They're not going to have to worry about winning a, a string of games where Desmith's going to have to step in there at some point and win games. So maybe they can, even if he's not playing well, absorb some losses or overtime losses along the way, uh to kind of get in where, you know, if they were sitting in, in the wild in a wild card spot and kind of barely holding on to that, I think that they would would look a little bit more critically at 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 that that spot as far as if they needed to upgrade there.
0: Yeah. And you know, I would certainly defer to the judgment of the goalie coach Andy Kyoto. Um you know perhaps he sees some technical issues that the Smith has that just aren't being corrected and you know that would prompt them to to go to Domingue or or someone else uh, in the backup role but uh, yes I agree that uh, you know they should be in a position where they can give him an opportunity to work his way through you know whatever kinks have, have developed in his game and, and allow him
1: to uh, regain the confidence that that he has shown in the past. And we close out this segment and close out this uh, team analysis from Dave Molineri, uh with, to me, the pretty obvious MVP of the first half of the season, Tristan Jari, a, a lot of criticism. Uh, we talked about this last week and at the end of last year for his play in the playoffs, but boy, has he rebounded, uh, Dave, and had a just a – he's been an absolute – uh, uh, just a backstop back there as far as keeping them in games where they haven't played well, uh, rescuing points uh, that they haven't deserved. Uh, I mean, what can you say about this guy, at least for his regular season work?
0: Oh, he's, he's been as good, you know, in the, uh, in the regular season as he was bad from, from the end of game five through game six in in the Islander series uh you know ultimately his his season is is going to be judged on what he does in the playoffs you know he could uh, go through the rest of the regular season without giving up a goal but if he goes into the playoffs <laughs> and, and performs again like he did in in the islander series yeah you know it's going to be another bad season for him and will probably i suspect uh be the end of his run as as the franchise's go-to goalie but if he can uh, perform in the playoffs the way he has, you know, up until the All Star break, you know, that's going to be a huge plus uh, for the Penguins and make them, uh, you know, a leg- legitimate threat in a in a best
1: of seven series against just about any team. Well said. All right, that is it for us this week on the sixty six to eighty seven podcast. We'll get back to our normal format next week with guests and different topics but uh i think this was a really good look at all the all the players that have played uh this season on the team and uh we'll see where where this this season takes us uh the last couple months and into the playoffs uh for dave molinari this is tom reed uh we will talk to you next week on the dk pittsburgh sports podcasting network